welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 110. Today, I'll be talking about the murder of YouTube star Christina Grimmy. My sources for today's episode are Death by Fame, Season 1, Episode 3, titled Behind the Screen, Time Magazine, CNN, abcnews.go.com, and orlandoweekly.com. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. is a YouTube phenomenon. There was between 11 and 14 million people every week watching her on The Voice. We had a few high-profile cases that occurred in the city. But this case was as tragic as anything I had ever worked. This case affected me, and not because of her celebrity and not because of Christina being known. It was the fact that to this day, as we sit here, I cannot tell you why this happened. Breaking news this morning, singer Christina Grimmie, best known for her performances on The Voice, was shot and killed after a concert in Florida. Christina was born on March 12, 1994, and grew up in South New Jersey. The Grimmie family moved around a lot, so Christina and her brother, Marcus, were especially close. Christina had always wanted to be a singer. Anywhere they went, if there was a piano, Christina would play it, according to her dad, Bud. Christina was self-taught. Christina would film herself using her parents' camera. At first, Christina kept her recordings to herself, but her friend Lauren told her about a girl that posted videos on YouTube. Christina posted a video and told her parents about the positive comments she had received. After she posted Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, she received thousands of emails. Christina began posting a video every week. According to Marcus, Christina was very good at stripping down a song and making it her own. Bud said he was concerned about Christina getting hurt, and Christina called her fans her family, but many thought she was a very genuine person. Christina's first album was her EP, and it was called Find Me. Find Me went to number two on the iTunes charts, right behind Adele. She was called the Queen of YouTube. Christina did struggle as people on the internet weren't always the nicest, but for the most part, people loved Christina and her videos. Marcus also had a YouTube account, and one day someone named Brian had messaged him saying that he wanted to manage Christina. Marcus told their dad, and Christina ended up going on a summer tour with Selena Gomez and All-Star Weekend. It was Selena Gomez's 2011 summer tour. Christina even posted a video of her and Selena on her YouTube. At the time of the tour, Christina was 16 years old, so she had an adult go with her and Marcus went with her. Christina would take a lot of time after her shows to talk to everyone. Columbia Records wanted Christina to do a showcase. They were in California and had a keyboard set on the stage and the executives were there. Christina was told that they wanted to sign her. However, that night they told her the deal was off. Christina was devastated. In 2016, Christina met another songwriter named Steven Reza. They wrote songs together for about four days and became inseparable and started dating. Christina was asked to be part of The Voice. According to the other contestants, Christina couldn't believe she was there and got to compete against other amazing singers. But everyone told Christina that she was amazing. Christina was told that The Voice wanted her to sing Wrecking Ball. All four chairs turned. She chose Adam Levine as her coach. 
Adam had asked her who her inspirations were, and Christina said it was her mom. Christina's mom had battled cancer for years, and Christina said she didn't think her mom would ever get to see her perform. On The Voice, Christina finished in third place, which people were shocked about, considering they thought she was going to win. After The Voice, Christina went on tour. Christina stayed in touch with Steven every day. Marcus said he and Christina were just looking forward to getting home. Christina was performing her last show at the Plaza in Orlando, Florida on June 10, 2016 and was set to fly home the next day. A singer had opened for Christina, Christina performed, and then she had gotten off the stage to go to her meet and greet. said he usually stood next to Christina at her meet and greets and sometimes even took the photos of her and her fans. Marcus said there was about 15 people left in line when he saw someone had reached for something. The person had reached for a gun. He said he heard a pop and saw his sister fall over. Marcus ran after him and caught up to him. He said he just started wheeling on him and the person put the gun to his head and shot himself. Multiple people called 911 from the plaza that night. How may I help you? We are at the Plaza Live on Bundy Avenue. Somebody took us! Open fire now! He shot three times and we everybody ran out. I don't know if anybody got shot. I saw the people shot. I don't know who had the gun. And Christina got shot. Christina got... One of the 911 callers described the male as being in his 20s with blonde hair and had been wearing a black shirt. Marcus said he knew that Christina was gone. Bud called Marcus, and Marcus was out of breath. Marcus said he had to tell his dad that Christina had been shot and was dead and only 22 years old. The shooter was identified almost right away, but it was clear that there wasn't a clear motive, as the two didn't know each other. Christina had been shot three times, once at close range to her head, which was fatal, and two more times in the chest. The shooter was identified as Kevin James Libel. He was 27. His driver's license was found in his wallet, he had brought two guns and a large knife. He had used one of the guns to kill Christina, but that gun jammed while he was fighting with Marcus, so he reached for the second gun and killed himself. He also had a knife strapped to his ankle. On him, the police found a brochure for a burial service for cremation. They knew that Libel had planned to kill himself that night. Christina had never mentioned anyone being overly obsessed with her or leaving negative or creepy comments on her YouTube channel, but chances are she had no idea that libel was creeping on her from behind the computer screen. The footage from the concert was turned over by the freelance videographers and photographers. Libel had been there the whole time, standing in the back of the venue with his arms crossed. The police were concerned about Kevin's family, who lived just outside of St. Petersburg. His family was alive and shocked by what he had done. They had never heard him mention Christina Grimmy, and they didn't know that he was in Orlando for the show. Kevin had arrived the night before and had taken a cab from his home to Orlando. Kevin's dad said he lived like a hermit. Kevin was a very socially awkward person. In his room, he had aluminum foil taped to the windows. His dad said Kevin had gone through some severe changes in the last few months. He had gotten LASIK eye surgery, changed his diet, tried to grow his hair out, and gotten his teeth whitened. Kevin's phone and computer were examined, but the computer hard drive had been destroyed and his phone had been encrypted. Kevin's only friend said that he knew that Kevin was obsessed with Christina. The friend said anything that Christina had released or produced, he would watch. The changes he was going through was try to try to impress her. 
Kevin had wanted to be a streamer and tried to meet her through that. It's believed that Kevin had learned that Christina had a boyfriend. He became angry and decided that if he couldn't have her, no one could. Christina had actually hugged Kevin and opened her arms to him at the meet and greet, and then was killed. Christina's death was also overshadowed by another horrific tragedy that happened about 26 hours after she was killed. The Pulse nightclub shooting happened just miles from where Christina was killed. In 2018, Christina's mom passed away from cancer. After Christina died, Christina's manager, Brian, started a GoFundMe and Adam Levine paid for the funeral. Say you what you will about Adam Levine now that everything about him is coming out, but he seemed to generally care about Christina and her family and about Christina's talent. In December 2016, Christina's family filed a lawsuit against the concert promoter, the owner of the venue, and the security company. In 2018, they voluntarily dismissed the case. Christina's brother and dad started the Christina Grimmie Foundation. It raises money to give to people who have lost someone due to gun violence. Marcus said he doesn't want to be remembered as a hero, but he truly is. Who knows what else could have happened if he had not chased Lobo. Although it's clear that Kevin only went there to kill Christina and himself, he became infatuated with Christina and thought in some sick and twisted way that they would be together after he met her. I remember watching Christina on YouTube and she was remarkably talented, which is so sad because she probably could be even more famous than she was if she was still alive today. One of the other performances besides the one on The Voice that, unless you're a Dancing with the Stars fan, you probably won't know about, but Christina did perform live um, to Alfonso Ribeiro and Whitney Carson dancing around her, and it's an amazing performance. I definitely recommend it. My book recommendation for this week is Lies She Told by Kate Hollihan. Liza Cole, a once successful novelist whose career had seen better days, has one month to write the thriller that could land her back on the bestseller list. Meanwhile, she's struggling to start a family, but her husband is distracted by the disappearance of his best friend Nick. As stresses weigh her down in her professional and personal lives, Liza escapes into writing the chilling exploits of her latest heroine, Beth. Beth, a new mother, suspects her husband is cheating on her while she's home caring for their newborn. Angry and betrayed, she aims to catch him in the act and make him pay for shattering the illusion of their perfect life. But before she realizes what she's doing, she's tossing the body of her husband's mistress into the East River. Then the lines between Liza's fiction and her reality eerily blur. Nick's body is dragged from the East River, and Liza's husband is arrested for his murder. Before her deadline is up, Liza will have to face up to the truths about the people around her, including her own. If she doesn't, the end of her heroine story could be the end of her own. This book was a little hard to follow at first because of the characters of Beth and Liza. However, once I got into it, I couldn't put it down. Both characters have troubled marriages, and both have situations that could be the reason that their marriages are going downhill. I also like the similarities between Liza's life and her character Beth's life, and I give this book an 8 out of 10. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I'd love to know what you think. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, email me, buy me a coffee, and please leave me a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation, and remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere.